Okay, today we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and how we can use AI to launch consumer goods brands. Mm -hmm. And I am super excited to be joined today by a team of Hundred and Co who is, are developing technology to do this and Radi Devlukia Shetty who is an amazing vegan chef and I think you have 1.4 million Instagram followers is that right? I, I think so yeah. <laughs> amazing so and you've just developed your first consumer brand together with your husband and mm -hmm. so we're going to talk about this so maybe we can start by talking about your your new brand and and what inspired you to launch that. Yeah of course so Sama mm -hmm. is an adaptogenic herbal tea brand and honestly we came up with it because Jay and I my husband we have very few things in common actually about what we like but one thing we both had in common was we both grew up with a strong connection to tea through our families jay with his mom spending time with her after schools having tea and for me every meal um, especially at night would end up with my family huddled around drinking tea and so we both had a really strong connection to it and we both continued that with one another and so it felt like a very natural product to share with other people and uh, yeah, it's been such a wonderful journey with 100 Co. And I'm so excited to share that journey with you. Very good. Maybe Kim and James, you can introduce us to 100 Co. and explain how you got involved with Sama and how you develop technology to help other CPG brands. Yeah, definitely. So just take that. So we started 100 Co. Right at, the, right at the start of the pandemic. So never a better time than to launch a brand just with the global pandemic, right? <laughs> but really looking at how do we accelerate and brand success in market and how do we de-risk it as well? And I think me, I come from 20 years in marketing technology advertising for the largest brands in the world and billions and billions of dollars and seeing how much we could influence the marketing. But if we had been able to influence the product development upstream and go all the way from research to retail, we believe we could have done it better, faster and had a higher success rate because if 80% of brands fail within the first year, how do we de-risk that? And even if you can take 10%, I mean, that's a huge amount of opportunity for these brands to have a better chance of success. And James has a great background in brands. And we'll let him speak to that. But our synergies of brand and tech, we believed would help accelerate these brand success and also de-risk it and make it you know, there's such an old school way, I think, that has been done before in terms of brand creation, which is a little bit of art, but also bringing science. And I think it's really important to have both of those because, you know, looking at two different perspectives, I usually take a data driven approach. And James, you know, as you'll say, will probably go off gut or intuition. And like, how do you marry those together to ensure, you know, the best success for the brand? Very good. So, so walk me through the process of creating Sam and why your AI approach is, is di disruptive for the, the CPG industry then. Yeah, I think what was the start in terms of how we got with Jay and Roddy, they obviously had a vision for something that was special to them. And it was a very authentic to them of why they wanted to create it, which we think is really important for any brand, like purpose-driven brand that we want to back. I think from then, we used AI to help better understand the market, right? And this data signals across the market, 
across social, across retail, and understand where we could have use data to differentiate our product. And I think, and the tea specifically, right, in terms of flavors or functions, retail, product development, also in um, like the packaging. And I think that's what's really been an interesting opportunity for us is how do we, and I think it goes back, honestly, to really looking at James's experience in brand building historically and being like, how do we use a data-driven approach to create it while not losing like the authenticity and the, the heart of the brand? Because I think that's what's really important, especially today. Mm. So, so how does it work in practice in terms of technology? What data do you use? What algorithms do you use? How do you make this a reality? Philip, I'll sure. hand it to you. Yeah, sure. So I can talk to that for a little bit. I mean, data is an easy word to toss around. AI are easy words to toss around. So as Kim had said, you know, we have many years of experience in working with the development of marketing intelligence platforms that have only informed advertising and creative design. And we really wanted to bring that type of intelligence further upstream into product development process. So what does that mean? What we're doing is we're taking several different major data sets. We're taking retail sales data okay what is being sold in market we're taking product data in a industry with a, a set of products not only what are the products available for purchase but what are the ingredients of those products how are they packaged how are they priced how are they positioned what are the claims what are the benefits all these different kind of attributes of those products and then one of the key things that we do that's pretty unique is we tie that together with all the social data. What are people saying about those products? What are they doing in reviews? What are they uh, giving in star rankings on various retailers? What is the sentiment of those reviews? So those are our data sources. And then we're taking tool sets like machine learning, assisted learning, natural language processing, in order to look at really not just what is selling, what is trending, but why is it trending? The more you can get to understanding what is the consumer intent and what is the consumer interest, not about products, but about the ingredients within the products, all of a sudden it really opens up for you being able to understand, well, how are um, adaptogenic products trending within market, you know, functional um, beverages overall that are good for you as opposed to just flavors, but then you still have to solve for flavor flavors. What are the right blends to have? What's trending within flavor profiles and ingredients? So our goal is not to simply tell the product teams what to go manufacture. Our goal is to give the experts and Roddy the insights about what's trending in markets so that they can make much more informed decisions. Because as Kim said, at the end of the day, it's about how do you de-risk the product development and go-to-market process over the entire life cycle. I'd love to add something there because I have to say when it came to adaptogens, it was something which I have been familiar with for quite a while in my life through my studies and my upbringing. But I felt like it was risky to start, you know, build a whole company around adaptogens, which are only just feel like that they're coming out into um the world of people actually understanding what they are. And it was so wonderful to have that technology to really confirm that actually it is trending and people do want to know about it. And so, you know, we we felt like it was a risk at the beginning, but as soon as they shared all the data behind it and and shared all of that with us, it, it felt so much, yeah, it felt so much, we felt so much happier doing a brand based around adaptogens. So I, that was really useful for us. Very good. So when did you start working together as a team and how did this come about? Maybe you can outline your journey. 
Yeah, gosh, Kim, probably over a year ago, a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, probably about a year ago, I had actually uh, been connected with Jay, Roddy's yes. husband, for some time and, you know, had really just discussed, obviously, my experience brand building for other companies for the last 20 years and, you know, looking to do my own. And I think that was where he was like, well, that's, you know, in his mind, is there an opportunity where we could partner with our strengths and our loves and our, you know, what we want to create with technology, because that isn't traditionally how brands are created. Mm -hmm. And so that's was the impetus and the start, I think. And that's where, you know, we really believed, obviously, then partnering with James, who has extensive experience in beverage specifically, really around functions. I think we just thought it was like a perfect match, it's like a trifecta, right? You have a passionate founders driven by like heart and authenticity. You have technology, and then you also have the experience of brand building, specifically in beverage. So how was this process for you, Roddy, working with them? Because I guess you, 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 you must have taken the data. This then influenced your branding, your products. How did this work in practice? I honestly um, have to say it has been one of the most enjoyable, exciting experiences. And I have to say, I have to give so much gratitude to Kim and James for that because I have heard so many interesting stories of a lot of friends who have um, started up companies and their team and both of them have just made it such a smooth, exciting journey for us. And they've been such great partners. Like for Kim, anything that I say, even if it's out of this world, even if it's the wildest idea, it's never wild for her. Like she wants to make it happen if you're enthusiastic about it, if you're happy to do it. And I really appreciated working with both of them. I think the only trouble we probably had was trying to figure out which blends to put out first because they were all so good. So it was, it's been honestly such a great experience. And using the AI platform for us, you know, Jay is very data-driven. Like he loves knowing from all of the work he does as well. He wants to do what people want rather than necessarily being selfish and wanting doing what we want to do, really sharing, okay, what is the need right now? What is uh, the gap? What do people need education on? And so it was really useful for us to understand what people need and then really try and build the brand around that. Because I think if you're not If you're doing what you want, that brings joy to you. If you're doing what other people want, it really, you know, you have an opportunity to help other people. And with such a such great minds beside us, like we felt so honored to build a brand with Kim and James. They're so humble, but at the same time, they have such vast knowledge on everything that we needed. We just knew about tea. They knew about everything else. So we would tell them what we wanted and we would be the creatives and maybe create ideas, but they made everything happen. And so, yeah, honestly, constantly indebted indebted to them because it's been such a beautiful journey and sharing that with other people it really gives hope that you can create brands and it'd be fun and exciting all the way through it's not just at the ideas phase it's throughout the whole thing so how, how does it work in practice then if you look at flavors if you look yes. at ingredients packaging all of the different decisions about branding and go to market all the decisions you need to make how mm-hmm. Did you use data and AI to inform those decisions? And how did you then end up with the right decision to make? So if you do you want to take me through this process? Yeah, and I yeah. think we can maybe use like also just the um 
the creation of some of our teas, right? And I think like the adaptogenic functions were informed by AI. Obviously, at the end, they have to make decision on if they want to create that blend or not. But for example, like the AI identified that consumers looking for tea were helping to look them relax, sleep, and be calm and well balanced, right? So 40% of demand for tea is actually to, to do that, right? And I think that's really important. So for us, it's like a fast-growing functional category that then we could surface to help create the calm and relaxed tea, right? And I think that was, but there's, I mean, we had more teas than we could possibly even pick from, right, Roddy? I mean, we'd show you teas just all, based on the data and it's like, but which ones actually, then I think that's the art and the science. Yes, and I also think that, you know, we, even through packaging, as you mentioned, packaging for us, at first, we had the flavors that were pr prominent on the packaging. We thought maybe it was flavors that people would want to see because that's what's familiar. But actually, the data ended up showing us that people are looking now for functionality over flavor. And so we ended up putting the functionality large and having the flavor smaller. And so I think, especially with the way the world is right now, the trends are changing so much through what we've just been through. And I think it's really showing us the changes that people are wanting and what people are looking for. People aren't looking for necessarily just a good tasting beverage. They are definitely looking for something that makes them feel a certain way. And so directing them to that through even branding or through the names that we're using, we've specifically used words on our packaging that we know people are looking for, whether it's focus and clarity, whether it was like Kim said, relax, um, there were just specific words that we ended up using. And I came up with a few ideas for flavors. And it was great because we decided on the data and then we matched the flavors that I wanted and looked at the flavors that people are actually buying the most. And so we kind of married that. We were, I wanted a specific taste in there. And then they said, okay, but why don't we add this? Because that's trending right now. And so we ended up having something which we loved, but also worked well with what people were wanting. Yeah, and I think this is the 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 secret to really good data driven yeah. decision making. I've I've worked with brands in the whiskey world where they've created a whiskey using AI, and they used a similar process where they looked at what was trending. They lo also looked at what stock they had available, and they could use them to blend. And I guess similarly you would look at what products you want then you see what is trending and also yes. what makes sense from a cost perspective and so on and then you put those together so it's the combining the human and the ai and the data i think that's really exciting Definitely. for me and yeah. also the familiar with the unfamiliar like for us we at first were coming up with all these you know wild ideas for flavors and what we realized was actually people do still want familiarity but what we can do is let's say we have mint but let's add in these other spices and maybe blueberry or whatever other flavors will enhance it to make it a better version of a mint tea but it's still tea that they they are familiar with and so the ai technology also helped us figure out what would be those other underlying flavors that we could add that people enjoy but could also add a little bit of a difference in the tea that we were making now frequently when you're launching a new brand it feels like guesswork because you don't have any products in mm. so the nature of the way that we've designed our technology is it's assessing the entire breadth of the market all of the products that are in that segment from all of the competitors that ultimately you're selling against being able to understand what are the flavor trends within that landscape and the flavor trends that span across multiple competitors, it really gives you an opportunity when you're starting a new business to start with so much more market insight and perspective than you otherwise would be able to.
Otherwise, you're always working off personal preference, aren't you? That's also the problem. When you have lots of people in a room making a decision, you can kind of just go to the air and be like, well, this is what it says. We're all putting our own thoughts into it. But at the end of the day, it really helps us make the decision much easier. Absolutely. So you're planning virtual tea sessions as well. What what will they look like? Yes, we are. So we've been actually, as we've been promoting Sama, me and Jay have been getting on Instagram and Facebook and doing lives where we decided it would be so lovely to talk about topics over tea. And, you know, tea allows us to slow down. It allows us to have a moment to ourselves to think. And so that's exactly what the tea parties will be, an extension of that, where we're really picking topics that people want to speak about whether it's and based on the blend so whether it's about how to focus whether it's about how to get better sleep really helping people have a holistic view not just giving them the tea and saying oh this is going to solve all your problems but let's also help you build a holistic lifestyle around each of those topics to really help you and so I think that's really what the tea parties are going to be for obviously there'll be some fun and it's going to be fun and, and enjoyable but at the same time it's going to be hopefully to really help people enhance their life in some way in those different areas that the tea also focus on. Very good. That sounds exciting. I might join you for one of those. (laughs) Please do. do. (laughs) So as more and more companies are using data to inform their decisions today, how is 100 Coast approach different then? Because I, I guess more and more brand building companies are now using data better. So how would you differentiate yourself? You know, Kim and James had founded 100 Co. was with this premise of building new brands that are architected from the ground up around having a level of data and insights that are not traditionally available. So now part of that was in understanding what was the scope of technology that we wanted to have. And, And we actually started with a pretty deep build versus buy analysis. And we actually found a technology platform vendor that was in market that we acquired earlier this year that already had several years of product development in place. And the reason why I call this out is because data is an easy word to say. True data-driven insights are a difficult problem to solve. They're hard to build. So it's a lot of technology. So we have a dedicated team of data scientists and engineers that have now spent several, you know, the last several years building this platform that is purpose-driven for giving predictive insights for new product development. So, you know, we're very confident in both the technology that we have, the unique way that it's analyzing market data. We have patented, you know, a portfolio of patents protecting what we're doing. And that's an ongoing investment process for us. So a lot of, you know, I think CPGs will think in terms of investment in uh, manufacturing and supply chain. We have a very lightweight model for being able to be capital efficient in how we approach that. And where we're investing very heavily is in core technology development because we see that as the long-term differentiator. Very good. So the the brand just launched, right? So there there will be a a new set of data coming in. I guess everything before them was pre-launch data that helped you to create the brand. How, How will you use data and AI going forward? Sure. So it's a great question and you're exactly right. The process essentially just expands. We go from using what is publicly available third-party data to using the data which we've been given permission to look at and understand from consumers about the, the consumers who become customers who are buying. What are they purchasing, of course, but also the why are they purchasing it? What are they telling us about those products? 
and understanding kind of their patterns for purchasing. And so what will happen is that's going to give us more and more insight, not just about the T market, but also about the Sama audience specifically, you know, Jay and Roddy's audience more generally. And what we'll see, you know, we made the comments before that we have lots of blends that we've explored. We have seasonal ones that we're going to be introducing. And so this is an ongoing relationship between brand and consumer. And behind the scenes, it's an ongoing relationship between the brand and the technology, because we're always evolving our understanding of the market and the trends that are occurring within that market. And those trends are across what is you know functional and adaptogenic, what are flavor profiles that, as you know, kind of come and go in popularity. And we always want to be kind of at the leading edge of understanding those trends. And it's also about understanding potentially adjacent markets and other product opportunities that are you know related to but separate from the hot teas that we're pursuing right now. Very good. So, Roddy, what what was your go-to-market strategy? How where where can people find your your product? Well, right now it's direct to consumer, so it'll be on our website www.samati.com, and yeah, right now it's there, and hopefully we'll be expanding out to many many other places. But for now, it is online platform. Very good. And then 100 Co also work with other brands. Who else are you working with and what other brands are you working on at the moment? Me? James, do you want to take that? Yeah, I mean, we're, we do have a couple of other things that are in the mix. One's already, I wouldn't say leaked out, but is, is somewhat out there. We're working with a sub celebrity by the name of Winnie Harlow. I don't know if you know who she is, but she's the supermodel who has vitiligo. And, and we're doing uh, a health and wellness company with her down the line. It'll be launching beginning of 2022. And we've got a, a couple of other work streams going with other potential celebrities that we're looking at different products, not in beverage, not in beauty, but other spaces. We're, we're definitely agnostic to the category. It's really more about the data and, and making sure that whatever that product that we land on through data winds up being a fit for the marketplace, you know, as, as we look to match that up with somebody. So it's uh, product first and, and we let the science drive that. We look for white space, we look for opportunity, but we let the, the data point that out to us. And then we look at who is a potential fit and matches with that. And we use the AI platform for that as well. So a lot of things in the hopper, uh, bless, bless you, Roddy and a couple that are already locked and loaded and, and one ready to launch and just some exciting stuff coming down the pipe. Very good. So as you look to the future then, what role do you think AI will play in the whole consumer packaged goods industry? I think it becomes... What, Philip? I was just going to say, I based on the experiences we've had to date, I don't see how any major CPG could be in a position to bring products and maintain market share into the future without having a strong data-driven strategy behind it. It's The simple reality is that in a digital-first world with highly fragmented audiences, the old kind of consumer products and retail model of developing a limited number of SKUs that you advertise through, you know, mass TV um, buys that you sell in, you know, physical retail stores, that model is going away. And mm -hmm. so you have millennial and Gen Z and Gen A audiences 
that are now coming up, which are much more fragmented. They're harder to find. They're harder to understand. You have to be so much more effective at listening to the market. And that doesn't come out of doing one or two focus groups a year. That's out of doing continuous monitoring of what millions of people are posting on a daily basis. And they want to tell you if you're just willing to listen to it. Very good. Thank you. Randy, what, what's your favorite flavor of the Sama tea brand that, that you've just launched? <laughs> Mine is definitely, I usually reach for the mint and blueberry, which is our focus and clarity blend. My husband, Jay's, is always the jasmine peach. He loves that one. That one smells great, but definitely mint and blueberry for me. They both sound fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone, for, for your time today. That was a fascinating conversation. And hopefully we can we can catch up at some point in the future to see where, yeah. where this has all gone. Thanks. Excellent. But then you'll, you'll have tea and you'll be part of the tea party. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thank Thanks. you so much. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye, guys.